Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow. And Tifa, did I read something about you raising gerbils or what was the reference to to gerbils? And what did that have to do with antipsychotics and strokes uh, and things? Did, I must have misheard something. Animal experiment- experimentation, Greg, if that's what you're asking me. There's no gerbils have been harmed in my study. <laughs> so so <clears throat> let's see. So what happened is this all started when I read an article that CMS is going to crack down yet again on the use of antipsychotics. And they're particularly concerned with the rising use of not exactly antipsychotics, but things that still affect your brain and your mind, like whether they're anti-epilepsy uh, medications or anti-anxiety meds. And, and there's that those uses are going up pretty dramatically. Um, in in care of people living with dementia. And so it brought to mind, because this is like a pattern over years and years and years, um, of uh, an experience I had had when I was at Durham Tech and I was leading the OTA program and we would have summer school for pediatrics. We do pediatric special because we, you know, we did geriatric, pediatrics, adult rehab. We did mental health issues. So we were doing field works and we made them practical. So, you know, I've always been into the practical. So we worked with the local school system because they had summer programs. And so one of our rotations was through special education classrooms. They ran over the summer for special needs kids who had um, pretty significant needs and a whole summer off wasn't going to be the thing to do for parents. And, kids. and so they were in classroom and we had a, a young man named Jeremy and Jeremy in their classroom, they had a gerbil. And Jeremy would consistently, consistently be curious about that gerbil. I mean, he was the, the most interesting thing in the room for Jeremy was that gerbil. And so the teacher had figured that out. And so what happened over time is they developed a pattern. And Jeremy would be super curious about the gerbil. And we'd wait till the teacher was occupied. And he'd go over to the cage and he'd lift the lid off the cage. And he'd pick the gerbil up by his tail. As he said, Jeremy, it's tail. And then he would look at the teacher and smile. And the teacher would say, Jeremy. And then go sit in time out. You're gonna hurt the gerbil. You don't want to hurt the gerbil. And Jeremy would go drop the gerbil and then go sit in time out. And they would repeat this pattern over and over again. And it just reminded me, it just hit me of like, you know, that's like CMS in the communities where it's like, if you don't give me something else to do, guess what? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this gerbil. He's driving me crazy. The gerbil's making me nuts. The gerbil's got my attention. You're trying to do something else, and I've got the gerbil. You don't understand the gerbil's right over there. I've got to do something about the gerbil. And so I think for me, it's like people living with dementia, unfortunately, in the role of the gerbil. We've got staff who are like feeling trapped with the gerbil and they got to do something. We got CMS saying, Don't, don't use the antipsychotics on the people. <laughs> it's like, uh huh. So what else should I do? Just go sit over there and time out until you learn not how to use this antipsychotics. Well, use non-pharmacological means. And it's like, it's Charlie Brown's teacher almost. Wah, 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 wah. So I almost sort of picture this, you know, using the gerbil analogy of being on the wheel. Like it's just. Now those are hamsters, Greg. (laughs) But gerbils are are allowed, aren't they? I mean, we're. (laughs) 
little gerbil had a wheel. He <laughs> ran in his cage. But yeah, I mean, oh, well, maybe if he even had a wheel, it would have been different. But, you know, the problem is if you don't give the gerbil some, I mean, it's actually Jeremy is the challenged person because they are trying to figure out what to do. And it's like, if we don't come up with some new strategies of what to do and some new ways in which to do it, you know, can Jeremy interact with the gerbil? He's <laughs> a little more productive. Could we use that resource? And it's just, you know, with antipsychotic use, whether it's whether we're using any of the epilepsy drugs or whether we're using antidepressants or whether we're using, we're trying to manage something that's not working with a, a magic pill. And I don't, there's no magic pills here. So I think the idea that CMS once again is is going to try to crack down on this. It's like we quit putting people in timeout and start recognizing an unmet need on the part of Jeremy, on the part of the gerbil, on the part of the teacher. I mean, I think we just have a whole system that doesn't quite know how to switch agenda here and do something constructive. We, we do know that saying don't doesn't fix the problem. <laughs> sure does. And to give something, well, use non-pharmacological without some better guidance than just, well, yeah, be positive. It's like, that's why we get practical. So, you know, let's look at our P's, place, people, props, programming, and possibilities. What are some other possibilities? I think we have to really help people more than we currently do if we really want a different outcome. I don't think, I don't think we're given the right support to change things. So are you suggesting that more training might be better than more gerbils? I think so. I think unless we figure out something to change, whether it's, you know, the environment in some fashion and, and what we do with it and how we use it in ourselves, it's it's just not changing unless we create some opportunities and possibilities that people can envision and use and feel good about. Because otherwise, they're right back to what they've done before, which is not what anybody wants to see or experience. And yet... Well in this scenario tipa who has the ability to change well so far nobody as far as I know. <laughs> so, well that's kind of discouraging you know, I'm going for oh here let me show you something and see if you can try this instead because you know what it just seems like we gotta we gotta shift gears here so i mean i can show you with somebody who's living with dementia i can also support somebody who's in the staff position and I'd be happy to talk to CMS about let's get more real in the examples we offer and the support that we give so that people feel empowered and we're curious about what's happening instead of judgmental about how we look at what they do. Because I challenge CMS folks to go out there and do what we're asking people to do with the resources they have at hand and the training. Oh, well, we have to maybe take away some of their training so they know how it feels to be in a space where you don't know what else to do and you feel pretty trapped yourself. So if somebody is feeling trapped and frustrated and things just are not going like they would like them to go, who can they turn to? Well, start with our TikToks, option one, option two. Start with some of our um, YouTube channel content because we really do keep it practical. We keep it short. We try to we try to address issues that people have commonly that cause people to go, gotta have me, she's 
She wants to go home every afternoon. It's like, okay, well, here, here's three things on. I want to go home. Here's some options. Try these. We do some champion courses, you know, that are like two hours. So, you know, start somewhere because anybody can start a change, but we have to decide we're going to be the change we want to see. Deepa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast. For more information, check out tipasnow.com.